suddenly they stop? Or do they just run more and more slowly? Or do they just run more and more slowly? Try to answer the question. What happens when they become unconscious? But you find that these days you still when you're faced with a particularly difficult struggle when you're absolutely stuck in Hello. That was about to say who talked first. <laughs> hello that, from 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do a Halloween one? Is that, is that your Halloween hello? Exactly. Oh shit! I can hear shit. Oh, I can, I can, I have, yeah, 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 I have delay. feedback. What's going on? Oh, let me fix this. Feedback after like 20 seconds or something. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> It was your, it was your, your, your reverb. Oh, it's a really extended <laughs> wow. delay. Joachim's having a breakdown. We can. It's fixed. I know oh. what it was. <laughs> anyway, all good right. to see you all. Hello. Hello. Welcome, people. Yes. Good to see you guys. Good to see Good you. <laughs> so we have um, uh, Jensen in <laughs> Interceptor, but I think you're okay when we call you Mikey, right? Oops, <laughs> now, yeah, now he's frozen. Yeah. That's a great start. <laughs> oh, oh. We, oh, oh, we just lost everyone. This is going great. Oh, you're back. This you're back. This is going you're so great. Yeah. And uh, Nene is here. Hello, Nene. How are you doing? Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you for having me twice. Welcome back. Yeah, actually, yeah, you were here before. Yeah. <laughs> Good and uh, and Tony is here with uh, um, a famous back the famous background uh, in his uh, where is it actually uh, Tony where right you where is it's the kitchen wall oh it's the kitchen <laughs> yeah awesome wow and Rachel nice. uh, I think she's the Hello. only one uh, how are you Rachel <laughs> I'm really good I'm really good yeah good I'm good in my, my uh, home uh, studio right cool now. very Excellent. yellow yeah I was gonna say did you put some effort into that. <laughs> um, I, I have a lot of I like lighting so I have a lot of like dim lights uh, yeah cool and so. you have a matching wardrobe to go with the color of the uh, this is actually <laughs> actually pink oh is it turned, okay turned, or it turned yellow so okay I'm 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 all sunny you know nice one <laughs> welcome welcome to the Nob Twiddlers hangout thank you for having thank me you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last time we saw each other was in Berlin. Yes. In, when we did the the store life uh, thing. Exactly. A yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. 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 We, we we did a a live jam together. It was pretty fun, right? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, the the, you the had thing fun, is, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was one of the. It was a sort of like a tryout. We 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 did. Uh, here at store in the in the studio, we do a lot of live sessions. You mm. know, collab live collaboration, live lamp jams, and stuff like that. And th this was a. Uh, um, the idea was to, sometime at some point, um, take the whole thing to the stage and see how that how, how that will work out. So that w this was one of the first ones ever. So it was a yeah, proof of concept. <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Where where did you do yeah. that? At uh, Elsa, the open oh, air okay. club. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, did you do two two at Elsa? No, we did one. Uh, yeah, just one on the Thursday. Yeah, with uh, with Lady Starlight. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. 
yeah. I misunderstood you. I thought I thought you'd done you you did two shows. I don't yes. know. I wonder if their screens. Hello. They're freaking out. Hi. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, is, is it our internet or did it just? Did it just freak out for you guys? No. <laughs> No, no, I feel like you guys are on like a five second, like a forward or five seconds in, in the future or in the past. You're yeah. In the, yeah, the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still working yeah. on, on 2G back here. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, so it's low tech. It's low tech, but I guess you know we—we it's all about having fun, you know. I mean, we—we're not going to trip over uh, <laughs> any aesthetics here. <laughs> Actually, I think it looks quite good, you know. With uh, I see the sort of hue in the in the screen. It's I like know what yeah, it's like sort of bubble. Purple. Yeah, yeah, purple rainbow in the middle there. <laughs> um. Okay. I see some people yeah. dropping in saying hi from uh, Hey Funk the Funk is here. Howdy. Howdy. Hey, Howdy. Lars. Lars is here. I saw Robin uh, popping in and uh, Jendrik, who is a member of one of our Discord server. Formal Music is uh, is one of our regulars. So, hello, everybody. Good to see you. Um, yeah, so let's let's see if how this goes with all the, the technical uh, glitches and hurdles. But, uh, we'll make it fun. We'll make it yeah. interesting. Yeah, excuse, yeah. excuse the... Yeah. yeah. That's just on your side, though, Rachel. Yeah. Oh. So you think I can only I can only hear this, or they can hear this too? Because uh, I'm hearing a little. You know, okay. Well. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 have Sorry. to check when we see the recording. Okay. Okay. So, so. Yeah. Go for it. You want to say something? Yeah. So where is everybody? Every, you uh, oh, yeah. right now? I'm wondering. Uh, like, what, I'm, I, what, I, I'm in a, a village in Worcestershire in England. Okay. Is that what what happens in the village? I think we're uh, there's there's <laughs> cows and sheep and trees and fields. It's pretty good. I like Eel, it. eels. Uh, Did you say eels? Fields. Oh, fields. <laughs> trees. Oh. I fields. Fields and cows. So you said eels. Okay. No, I don't know. They, there might be <laughs> eels in the river, but I haven't looked. <laughs> That's nice. And uh, everyone else, yeah, I'm in Berlin. Um, also, Berlin, also, Berlin, yeah, obviously, Nina's house, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in Rotterdam, um, so yeah, that's where we are. And um, I see, um, Mikey and Nene sitting together. You had um, a studio day today, right? That's what you uh, you told me. So, what did you did you cook up anything uh, interesting? How did it go? What, what did you do? We were talking politics all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we recorded to our mix, and yeah. that was the most creative moment That's of our day. That's what we day. really got the, up to. The rest. Yeah, oh, we had some dinner. That was nice. And, oh yeah. Yeah, that was that was lovely. Um, lovely. Yeah, we we haven't seen each other for like a, a few weeks now, like yeah. a while, and so we just spent most of the day just catching up and just chatting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nene is going to be a guest on my next rinse show, so we thought we'd record a mix. And uh, yeah, we never made it to the production, but uh, uh, we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Slowly, so, slowly. There's no, there's no rush. I think okay, it's well. important to, if you're working with someone, to connect before 
and yeah, just let exactly. it flow and enjoy, eat, and then chill, and then yeah. But sometimes the connecting never ends. Like we, <laughs> we we know each other Sean, quite a while. We want to do this quite a while already, yeah. and always like when we meet, we're like blah 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 talking yeah. talking talking. And yeah, yeah. I'm, looking, we'll I'm looking forward to what you guys make. Yeah. I think you two are like Thank my I, I, like the really fun. Uh, Really fun producers and DJs. Like I have a lot of fun Thank every you. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like really I, I hope I can well. <laughs> for Jensen's uh, set. Um, it was. I mean, when uh, Gress Gressmiller was uh, still open. Oh um, yeah, the old Gressmiller. Yeah, and you were playing at like I don't know four or five in the morning, and I got up with a friend and right. we went straight there, and it was just like the funnest thing. That oh so, sick! It's just so fun and so so. So silly sometimes, you know. It's just really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, silly, I, I, silly I, in a good way. It's like silly, you. like no, you're, you're, you play like hip hop, and then you do techno, and then you'll just add something yeah. like just completely, just stuff you wouldn't expect. And I don't know, like a yeah, just it's just pure madness and pure fun. I really, uh, I really enjoy. I thank enjoy you. That's that's really lot. nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much my vibe. I like I, I. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play some Britney Spears in the middle of some exactly. gathering hardcore <laughs> and uh, like yeah, it, Beyonce, it, and then uh, yeah, exactly. Like uh, I, just, <laughs> I just love to have fun and, and not not take it too seriously. Um, I don't. I've never played live though, and this is the thing. I don't know how wow. I'm going to incorporate that <laughs> playing live, um, if and when that day comes. Uh, so I think when I do play it? live, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's like. It's on the shelf at the moment. Uh, I'm just, but it's it's a, it's a goal. It's definitely something I'm, I want to I want to work towards, and I want to do eventually is play live. So I think when when I cross that bridge, I think the Jensen sets will become. I don't know. It, it'll be a, a bit different, I guess, to my DJ sets. My DJ sets, yeah, just a bit more fun. Where, um, mm-hmm. So, but that in itself could be that, that'll be a new challenge, a new chapter, and there'll be fun within that as well. Excitement within that new process. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I played in Rotterdam at this club. It's um, the their branding. It's always just yellow and that with black oh, letters. Peron. Peron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I played this. Um, it was the actually it was the weekend of Deck Mantle uh, on the Sunday night, and I was like, oh, no one is going to be here. This is it's going to be dead. It's going to be empty. And I walked in, and it was just Ramstein, mm-hmm. just people everywhere, and. Um, the yeah and i was playing i was up at like 160 bpm like hardcore and gabba and then i just played uh britney spears and, and then like and afterwards everyone went crazy and then the promoter came and she's like you're the first person that's ever played britney spears in this club. <laughs> which one which britney spears like, um, toxic, uh, or... toxic yeah it was toxic yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I I <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah no, I, I, I love, love britney love little britney and um <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But I'm, I'm glad you're at that set, the Grease Miller one. I, if it's the one I'm thinking it was, that was a really good one. And uh, it was, I'm so it was sad. Literally, that's gone. It was like kind of no. I think it was still going for a little bit. But I think it was maybe. I, did, I don't think you played after that. It was like maybe your last show. Mm. I think I'm, I'm not yeah. really sure, but I'm thinking. But yeah, that was super fun. Actually, Nini and I uh, we played in uh, Ukraine on the weekend that just passed. In, uh, oh Kiev. wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, oh, I want I want to go to Kiev so bad. Um, it's really, yeah, really special actually. The, mm. It was a new venue, but um, 
yeah, I think um, it was pretty outstanding, I would say. And yeah. Lini, I have to say, you played such a like a gorgeous uh, piano piece. I oh, was shit. kind of blown blown away by it. It was super nice. Thank you. And then um, Thank you. I think you left, so you did. You were not in in the the club for the next day, right? You had no, had no, 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 no. Yes. Mm. Actually, I, mean, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a clip of of, uh, of that piano thing on, on your uh, Instagram. Um, yeah. That's cool. What, what was it? Was it like a, a sort of a concert vibe for that for that performance? Yes. Or? Ah, okay, yes, cool. it is more like a, a concert hall that they have in this uh, club. They have um, different uh, stages um, and this concert hall they just opened and it's uh, open for also uh, sound installations and you this is also the only place where you can make like pictures inside mm. in that club and um yeah they made really they made really pretty concert hall that is just it just looks gorgeous and the whole sound is great and they had these super amazing places and mm. um it felt really safe also because it's so spacious and everybody with the masks and like, it fe it feels right but then of course like um for fun staying one more day for party and stuff i'm still feeling a little bit then a, a little <laughs> bit bad about if i do it in these times so i was just like okay i have to go and stay like healthy and sober and just do my own thing so i came back right mm. after even though there was a party the day after that rachel played also and mm. stingray played but yeah i was like okay <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> we were all in masks as well. Yeah. Everybody was wearing masks, and yeah, it was. Yeah, they are really, really careful about this. Mm. But of course, like, um, like it's for uh, us working. So I mm. allow myself to a certain extent, but mm. I still want to be careful and yeah. Yeah, sure. Just sure. be as correct as possible in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's commenting Sorry, on your wallpaper. Comments are great. Famous yeah. wallpaper. Ah, oh, yeah, my, you see, they've, they've seen your, your mushroom. Mushroom, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, no, this uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> so that wallpaper, did you did you basically, like, did you have it when, when you moved in? Or is this something that you picked? Uh, yeah, I... Tony. Uh, Tony. Um... Yeah, it was. It wasn't here when I moved in. This is. This is like. This was a choice. Ah, it's pretty. It's really pretty. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it lickable wallpaper? It's trippy. It's trippy. Yeah, it's it. You 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 chop it into like tiny little squares. <laughs> it's, it's it's already perforated. Nice. But um, yeah, it's. I don't know. Nice. I, I really like wallpaper. I like. I think I dream of having a house one day and having like amazing wallpaper, like velvet, <laughs> velvet. Uh, I don't, yeah, like I don't think you can appreciate how kind of three dimensional. It looks very yeah. flat on the screen, but it's actually it's pretty. Yeah. It's quite three dimensional. Mm -hmm. I like. I like got some texture. Yeah, I think wallpaper is underrated. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like oh, very very vintage vibe, but I think like <laughs> yeah, I think it's it can be quite cool. It should be a quote in your bio, uh, Mikey. <laughs> Wallpaper is <laughs> underrated. So, so apart from uh, from chatting today in the studio, you've you've worked before, uh, you've collaborated before, right? Uh, us? 
Yeah, you too. Yeah. No, no, this is uh, the first time. Oh, with, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. We did back to back ones. <laughs> oh, we, we've DJ. We DJ together once. Yeah. Okay. Um, we did this uh, United We Stream. It was the first time we had met, and uh, that was it, how that came about. Was actually like really cute and kind of funny. Yeah. Because um, someone from United We Stream hit me up, and they're like, "Do you want to play back to back with someone in Berlin?" And I was like, "Oh." I don't really have any friends or don't really know anyone. <laughs> and, um, and then at the same, like, and uh, it was the same time I uh, was watching Bessie's uh, horse, horse set, uh, the whole radio here, and she played one of my tracks. And I was, and then I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And, and uh, I kept watching, and your set was just, like, super sick. And, like, w within that moment, I got another email saying, hey, would you like to play with Nini H? And I was like, this is weird. Okay, mm, yes, she's um, like, yeah, creep, creepily. I'm watching her right now on my screen, whilst uh, <laughs> responding your email, and she just played one of my tracks, and I was like, yeah, let's let's do this. So, uh, and then we met, and um, you were just an absolute nightmare, and uh, didn't want anything to do with you. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we've been planning this uh, studio Horrible get together for uh, like ever since we met and uh we finally met up and we've just been talking all day and yeah. uh, eating peanuts and, and chocolate and <laughs> yeah. uh okay. didn't do any work so well, it's I, a successful I, I was, it was a successful studio day nice one yeah I, I could see how it would work though because both your music is uh, is really energetic yeah yeah no. yeah i i tried i've tried to do like more down tempo ambient kind of stuff uh when i did my yeah. first album i released it with uh with um uh, uh Maceoplex, and he turned around and said oh like okay we've got enough bangers maybe some more something more ambient and i was like cool and then i had a kick drum then i distort the kick drum <laughs> then i speed it up 20 bpm then i had hats and then i had a snare and then i'm like <laughs> and then there's another banger like i just i can't do it i maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe i need to move out to um the countryside or something or yeah even even during the isolation like i was still i've still been writing like every like i don't know because i know a lot of artists use the that as an outlet to help with the uh isolation to, to try new projects or just do get away from dance music for a minute or but not me uh, i don't know <laughs> just like yeah I, I don't know what's wrong with me yeah and your stuff's getting he's, great. He's being honest about it, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I made lots of, like, la last two two weeks, I would say, like, I, I made more, of course, through this uh, project that I played piano. Uh, I was more into um, experimental stuff because I was working on Albert's piece, Albert van Abbe's piece, and his music um, that I play piano too is very uh, experimental and very like offbeat weird textures and this and that so i got into it a little bit and now i'm also uh, getting like a live set a more experimental live sets ready because i just yeah i i am again a little bit more excited about it so, it's nice so you to, say you play piano too the music so is it yes. um how does it work because is are, do you know what's going to be played and are you improvising to whatever is going on uh um, the stuff that you're playing to how, how does it work is it yeah. completely improv improvised or something um it was uh, improvised uh, when we were in uh, willem twee studios in yeah. netherlands also we met there and we i basically played for hours piano 
Mm. Um, that means like it was all improvised stuff and he recorded all of it and he made a piece out of it. He made a whole album or one hour live set piece out of it. And then he sent me the, all, all the material that he made and he picked uh, certain piano parts. And then I relearned them again. I had to practice mm. them again because oh, wow. I forgot Crazy. what I had played. So um, I practiced those and uh, then I knew where to play, where to get in, where to get out. And that's what I did then. Okay, so yeah, yeah, okay. So originally the music came together as improvised music, but yes. you kind of, they, you know, an album was curated from those sessions and then you re sort of redo them or make them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay, interesting. Yes. Oh, we have a question from somebody watching this on YouTube. I should do this um, housekeeping shout out though. Um, but people watching this on uh, Facebook can just watch and uh, <laughs> they can comment whatever they want, but we can't see it. Uh, people watching yeah. this on YouTube or Twitch, they can actually uh, send comments to us. And uh, Sander in the background here is uh, bringing in questions when we all think uh, it's, uh, it's sort of connected to whatever we are saying. So um, this f question from Freedom Club, are you sequencing synths as well as playing piano, Nene? Um, I didn't get it what he means by it, but... Oh, well, I think, I think what he means is are you, your instrument during that performance is uh, just the piano and, um, or are, uh -huh. you, are you playing or sequencing things yourself to play along to? Just piano, just, just piano. piano. Okay. Just piano. Right, yeah. well, that answers the question then. <laughs> hey, Sven. Sven. Hey, Sven. What's up? Jonathan. Hey. Uh, yeah, we're all doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. Very well would be yeah. an oversell. Oh, no. Uh, Lost in <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look at the wallpaper. Like you need to do like a. a like I mean, you will, you will, you will just cover. have to. You will have to talk about your wallpaper all two oh, yeah. hours long. This is nightmare. Well, the wallpaper this will go great with the mushroom. Yeah, Rachel, just pass ah. pass over the mushroom. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's literally a cat sat next sat next to me, but it's it's, it's a bit. Oh, there we go. There's the cat. Uh, I'm gonna give you. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna give you the mushroom. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you bring it into into the the frame or then we'll get more yeah, views? Can we say hi? Oh, no. Well, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the mushroom. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got it. No, oh, that way. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is my like um, helps me uh, helps me make music basically. It's like ah. a it's like an yeah, icon or like a porthole. It helps mm. me get weird, <laughs> you know. Helps me get okay. Because yeah, I have a I use okay. a lot of uh, images or objects to help mm. me kind of get into the get into the mode. So the mushroom yeah, helps totally. me get a get deeper. It makes me look at a imagine. Um, yeah, in a triple. That's sense. crazy. I thought they yeah. take those. Like I take them. No, I, I didn't just look know. At them. I didn't know you can look look at them and get high. Yeah, I, yeah I, I can look at it and it can just. I can just imagine. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just you know, gonna stare at it really hard. Can you just hold it for a bit? Where, where did you Where did you find it? <laughs> um, just at a, a shop. Maybe it was like it was like a shop. It had lots of things. And this was like in the garden part. Ah. <laughs> so it's meant oh, to be yeah, like yeah. a garden, I think. Yeah, like garden um, furniture. Got it. Yeah, like garden. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it helps me just kind of get, uh, ah, get trippy. So, 
Good, yeah. Uh, good to see. Good to see Dinox here. Dinox, what's right. up? Uh, yeah. So, oh, so no, I was trying to read the question, but now it's gone. Sander, uh, it's good to see you all, all smiling. smiling despite being this time. Thank you for the show. Very important. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's why we do it. I mean, the thing, the whole thing is, you know, normally. Uh, Sorry. We, <laughs> Normally, some some of us would have run into each other at some time uh, during the summer or the year, you know, by accident or whatever. Uh, but obviously, we're all um, stuck in our own cities and and studios for the most part. So this is a our way to kind of uh, hook up and uh, talk about nerdy stuff. <laughs> I, I think I think it was last month. I I uh, I had a chat um, on Zoom with. Uh, with Donnell and that was really nice to catch up because we I don't know we realized maybe we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years or something it was really <coughs> I'd found these really old pictures that I put online and like we looked we just looked so young in them and um <laughs> uh yeah we just got in contact through that and just had a chat and it was it was amazing because uh you know it had been at least 20 years and um uh yeah we just it, we just kind of picked it up where we left it off almost it was it was just really good to to chat cool. so how did you how did you know each other before then um i i met him in kalamazoo where he where he used to live in kalamazoo like which is in between uh, detroit and chicago and you know he was involved with uh, black nation records with jay denham and you know they all lived in this loft and um i used to go and kind of stay with them and we did some music and stuff like that Cool. Uh, yeah, really, a very, very long time ago, <laughs> when we were a lot younger. Did you release um, the music, or it's like something that you yeah, can't find? Uh, yeah, there was there was one. Uh, it was a pretty low key release. It was, I think, it was called um, "Surgeon Meets Vice." That was like one of the pseudonyms that um, Jay Denham used, and I think one of the tracks had Dinox uh, doing kind of like. Uh, improvised vocals on it you know as we were kind of live mixing it he was just kind of chatting away and stuff um but it came out on this it's label called ideal tracks but uh mm. that was, it was pretty low-key cool <coughs> so it was All right. really nice to catch up with him nice one uh yeah i wanted to talk to to rachel about her album because uh oh. <laughs> uh yes. I got it in the in the promo, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it sounded, <laughs> I, it sounded really intriguing. And uh, the thing I really like about it, it's mm. there's a lot of things you do a lot of uh, things with your uh, with your voice with mm. vocals, and therefore, it, but it's all sort of recorded or processed in a weird way, um, mm -hmm. making it sound very very intimate. It's like you are mm. talking to yourself in a way. You like, uh, yeah. it's, it's very. Yeah, it's really intimate uh, and really um, personal, I guess. Mm. So, um, what what did what did you? Uh, um, yeah, uh, a, a lot of people. I mean, I got your feedback actually because I didn't send it to yeah. you personally. No, I got your feedback. But um, <laughs> actually, a lot of people were like, "This is creepy in the best way," you know, or like, mm. "This is." I feel like I'm in Rachel's like ear like she's talking to me or yeah so yeah it's, it is a little bit creepy but in a good way but um for some people but yeah people said intimate personal um but it's 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 mm, interesting getting feedback because to me i mean uh 
it was personal to me, but I didn't realize maybe when people listen to it, they can hear the, the, the it becomes intimate to them, I guess. Um, so, I mean, they're all made in a different way. Um, two, two or three of the tracks is my vocals, like stuff I recorded. Um, but honestly, like, um, I'm not doing it in the most uh, technical, you know, way. I don't have a mic set up in my studio or something like that. I'm just using um, like a handy recorder, um, going into the bathroom, uh, sitting in the tub, and <laughs> that's what it sounded um, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not with water. You know, just yeah, yeah. actually, you know, I really like. Um, I like. I like uh, early electronics. So, you know. In early electronics, they also didn't have, you know, proper studio setups. Like in rock and roll, they recorded mm. stuff in the bathroom. So I, I, I go there too so I can create this sort of like sound that I like, this aesthetic. Um, so, yeah, I just record recording stuff in the bathroom um, and even like bumping, bumping stuff. So there's like bangs and, you know, I'm like... You know, but when you put these things after you, you put them into Ableton and then, you know, you, you bounce them and then you, I put them into my sampler, all of these bangs become uh, like kicks and, and yeah. like sub and like, um, but I think like the people, like my neighbors think I'm a little weird because like mm. when I get into the bathroom, like I'm <laughs> humming into my sink and like trying to create like resonance, like mm -hmm. getting like quite physical with the... Yeah, so I think they hear, maybe hear me and think, like, what is she, like, doing, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, I put in my sampler. I mean, you probably heard the spring reverb. Like, this is, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, like, I have a physical tank. I have a few tanks. Um, so, yeah, running, like, uh, my voice through the tanks and, like, certain, like, filters that I have in the modular. But I don't use any plugins. Um, I record... Uh, exactly how I want it mm. and, and perhaps maybe add like a, some small reverb at the end but there's no uh, plugins or anything like oh, that. Oh, that's so interesting. It's, really, because it's super raw and, and yeah. just like I just record it how I want it. I don't try to think, oh, I'm going to record it now and later I'll add all this stuff onto it. I mm. record it exactly. I find the way to hear it as I want it in the moment. So it's really That's cool. actually so, so the, really so the, uh, yeah. organic in that way. So Yeah, well yeah. organic I would say I would, yeah, mm. I, I was thinking the so the positioning of the mic and and your position mm. in the room and everything um, yeah. is basically that's where the sound design takes place, not mm. afterwards and in and in the computer. Yeah. How yeah, do you how do you I'm, monitor I'm, it then? Because um, Monitor? Headphones? Yeah, I mean, if, if oh, you're... okay. No, yeah. no, no, none of that. You know, it's sometimes, you know, I'm even putting it to the side. So it's, it's like panned. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just using it, I'm using it as a, you know, I'm not doing it in the, the perfect way, but this for me adds so much. Like, I don't want the, per I'm not looking for like a perfect, clean sound, like the scruffles and the, the weirdness. And mm -hmm. if it's panned to one side the minute and then it jumps to the other side, all of this just mm, adds character. It adds a lot of character to to it. So, yeah. So even, okay, but what yeah. I what I was what I was wondering about is, do you actually hear where if it's the take you want while you are recording it, or are you making the selections afterwards? No, I do uh, do a few takes. So mm. I mean, I, I mean, I'm like in terms of like I use like a lot of the humming stuff for like low end. 
I'm in this. I know it's, it's it's it is creepy actually, but like humming into the sink because there's this. It creates this. You have this bowl, and yes. it creates this feedback, and you have this. You know, the room resonance. So I'll do all sorts of different pictures. So I'm like, mm, and then like, oh, you know, like humming and uh, you know on different angles of the tub and stuff. And it, um, yeah, it's super useful for my music. It's it's just. Uh, I'm just, I guess, trying to make it happen in the most. Uh, I'm just very experimental. There's no, no one told me to do it this way. It just becomes, yeah, I just, just me in the bath, me the recorder in in a small room. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, just try, try it all. And uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's nice because also when I put it into Ableton, the raw recording, I'll cut things out. So there might be like a huge, you know, hit that becomes a distorted. You know, I can't use that. Mm. So I'll, I'll do some chopping. And bounce that, put that into the, put that into the sampler, and then just run it through my effects yeah, and maybe yeah, like do yeah. some arrangement. Um, but it, honestly, they all of the recordings happen really quickly. They're not taking days. Some of them take. Uh, it happens like I made a, something with my voice the other day, and it happened in a few minutes. Mm. So it's, I'm not spending. No, I'm spending time, but it's like. I figured out my setup. I don't need. I know exactly how to get the things I want. I think. At yeah. This, well, at this yeah. Point. It, it, it shows mm. because it doesn't sound too overworked or too um, mm. designed. You know, it's uh, pretty yeah. much uh, capturing certain mm. moments. Yeah, but mm. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, did anybody Thanks. else here work with um, acoustics and miking things? I've I, I I've done some things here in the in the hallway with just like a concrete bunker, right where 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 we are. And um, I've done things with like putting speakers in the in the airlocks or in the in the staircases, and then uh, miking the reverb and <laughs> sending it back to to itself, yeah, and it's then have it have it play out wow. ag along the you know again and again in the same loop. You get the weirdest uh, resonances and tones when you when you do stuff like that. Mm. Have you ever experimented with something like this, um, Nene or uh, Mikey? Miking stuff. <sighs> Um, I did some work with uh, uh, miking on the piano or uh, cello, for instance, and um, yeah, try to make some type of resonances, but not like creating resonance through the microphone, microphoning, microphoning, mm -hmm. uh, but like uh, basically trying to. Um, yeah, make some resonance more uh, interesting maybe or like pop them up or, and stuff like that. Because um, if you make a wrong microphoning in, the, in those instruments and play on pedal, for instance, the resonance are actually wrong, like what we, you would say, like feedback and stuff like that, you know? But recording that and making something with that is also sometimes interesting. But uh, other than that, actually, uh, a little bit of field recording I made with microphones and a little bit of singing I also did. But that's it, actually. That's it. No, nothing too special, actually. Mm. Yeah. I actually uh, was on a walk today, um, just like down the canal, um, going to Kreisberg. And I stopped at the bridge because there was like one guy playing the violin and he was singing on top. So he was like going, hello, hello, like while playing the violin and then going la and then on the other side was a guy playing the guitar and I kind of stopped on the bridge and I was like hey on a minute 
something happening here. So I've got one one guy playing instruments and singing like uh, opera on one side, and one guy with the guitar. So just stand in the middle. I didn't have my recorder, but I the phone can also be work. So I, I did a five uh, five plus a minute recording. It's like the weirdest combination, you know. Mm. But I will <laughs> put this into my. Um, I will clean it up in Ableton and then put it into my sampler and see what I can do with it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to nice. find. Yeah. Found Weird. sounds. Found sounds. Yeah. yeah. And there was like bikes going yeah. past, and the le- the leaves like this, and then the the bike wheels. So there's this really <clears> complex um, stuff going on. Yes, yeah, I mean it could amount to nothing, but then it could just be, you know. I also oh, you like, could find yeah. My album's yeah, like I'm making a lot of loops. Out. These loops that just like something infinite, just like going on and on and on. Just like one, one part that works that can be infinite can also be nice as well. Mm. Yeah, I've um, <coughs> I've uh, used my I use my phone. I've used my phone a lot. Um, and <laughs> and what, one time I was like, this is back in Australia, and I was. Uh, um, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back to this question. In yeah, let's go back to this because it was uh, directed yeah. to uh, Jensen. But yeah, tell tell us about your uh, your phone. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've used my phone a bunch of times for recording stuff. And one time back when I was living in Australia at my mum's place and I was doing laundry, um, I when I closed the lid, it was like a really old top loader from like the eighties, and so when, you, when it shuts down, it makes this huge bang sound. And it's like it's like a metal uh, washer. So, kind of, um, I heard it straight away, and it just sounded like every uh, like a blah one or perk kind of like kick drum or snare kind of thing from like seven years ago, like that real scrapyard style uh, techno. And um, so I recorded that, and I and I, I was use it for hats and stuff like that. And yeah, there's a bunch of tracks I did years years ago um, where yeah I was using the phone to record stuff like that on walls for um, random rare random um, and uh, then I also re- like I've got a track actually uh, that called it's probably one of my most uh, um, well known tracks I guess or tracks that gets played a lot it's called Collect uh, Those Ends and at the beginning it's actually a recording of maybe having um, like a domestic uh situation happening which is kind of messed up but um like they i was actually in the middle of running this track and um they just kept interrupting my my session and then like um oh i was afraid that was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) they went from the 70s to the 60s to the 50s and now they're they're in the in the (laughs) they're in the the stone age i guess (laughs) anyway yeah, uh, I was. I was when, we, we, yeah, um, when you when you were talking about miking uh, and hmm. and uh, uh, I heard a beep, maybe they're back. But anyway, Sonder will take care of it in the background. But um, it's funny how when you walk around with a microphone or a field hmm. recorder, how it makes you observe your environment in a totally. completely different way. Yeah, you're and like so listening out. I'm trying to like find like the perfect moment to get like autumn leaves. This like where the wind just takes it. Uh, I'm like I'm trying. I'm always searching for for sounds, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's. Um, but yeah, I need a windbreaker. This oh, you know yeah, yeah, this yeah. like fluffy uh, thing that you like, put on top. Exactly, like this, yeah. I, I need that. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to 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 get one. I ordered one and it never arrived, so I, I need to. 
yeah, I need to get one. Um, but yeah, this really helps with the music, I think. Oh, we're back. <laughs> nope. Uh, they still look like a painting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I've, used, I've used a sock as a, as a windbreak. I, I don't think uh, it yeah. works as well as a proper one, but it, it's better than nothing. I think mm. I did try that once, um, a sock. Yeah. Um, it is better than nothing, but it still doesn't, for some reason, it can, I mean, if it's windy, the, it still yeah, does yeah. interfere. It, it doesn't, it only works for a light breeze, not, mm. not, a, <laughs> not, a, not a gale. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think, yeah, I just, I just always look at the, the, the the windsock things and just go mm. how much yeah you they're know, expensive they're pretty right? expensive aren't they for a fluffy thing it's so yeah, yeah. they are they're like but i mean i should yeah. i probably should get one because they they are pretty useful because we it's should really start putting outside without them isn't it we should start a windbreaker business yeah <laughs> like a, yeah a, 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 a crowd crowdfunding for yeah um, <laughs> like cool windbreakers yeah yeah Different <laughs> orange ones things. yeah it's gonna be a hit it's gonna be a hit that's the thing they're actually not they don't come in very interest they're not very interesting like they're always just gray like what yeah. if you want a really like a i don't know a pink fluffy thing with a face on it oh yeah. go for it just putting it out there it's for, a, it's for the for incognito recording so mm -hmm. they don't i don't know it looks it doesn't look incognito though really <laughs> So have you so, have you uh, fooled around with uh, recordings, uh, Tony, with uh, field recordings and stuff like that, or is, is yeah, it? Yeah, a, a long. Well, I think the the first recording that I ever did was was like with mic microphones and tape recorders. It was just because that's the only gear I had, and it was like kind of yeah. accidentally making music concrete. <laughs> kind of uh, what stuff. what did you have at the start um uh what did you say a tape recorder and recorder? yeah me, um uh just like uh i had just like a a little portable tape recorder and i i kind of managed to deactivate the arrays head so that let, let me do sound on sound and then i eventually got uh like a quarter inch tape machine and I don't know, I think I'd read stuff about what the Beatles did in, in the studio mm. with tape loops and I, I was like mm. trying to approximate that and um again doing you know, you could you could loop the tape mm. uh away from the arrays head so you can do sound on sound and tape loops and things like that. But that was yeah, that was all with microphones and just using my voice things that were in my mum's kitchen and you know, like food mixers and you know just it's yeah. like what, what kind of you know you that i had no instruments or anything so you just kind of make sounds with what I, I think you don't you don't really need instruments i mean i thought i always thought you did need more things but then when you realize you start making music as i was saying before like you can make a recording in the bathroom and a, okay. a knock on the bathtub hello yeah ah uh, hey we're back oh you you, reloc you relocated yeah. yeah, just moved a little closer to the box. You know, from 1980s to 1990s. Yeah. What today now? <laughs> but I think it's um, especially especially with uh, when you when you do like loops and sound on sound, uh, building up. Uh, you yeah, in the, very quickly you you can't really recognize what the what the sound source is because it just sounds yeah. kind of, like weird and alien. 
Yeah, exactly. And like a yeah, like a simple hit can become like a, a beat, or you you can make sounds with anything in your kitchen. I would say. So Tony, were you, were you um, doing this because you knew the Beatles worked like that, or was it that is that something you found out afterwards? Because um, I started with tape as well, but I was n not aware of music concrete or the Beatles or any production. Uh, tricks or anything yeah you know? it, it was just, just because that was just a thing <laughs> that was, was lying around you know tape recorder in the beginning but then i heard about that but i think the funny thing was i i found this uh i found a book in the in my lot in my school library called making music with tape recorders music concrete ah. for beginners but so i read a book about this but i never ever heard any of the music mm. so it's like it's really fun because you 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 read about you hear about something and you kind of make you imagine what it is in your head yeah. but you've never had the reference of what, what it sounded like kind of yeah. sounded like and it's only like kind of relatively recently that i've i've kind of heard what that is yeah it's funny um, how that works i i have that with um music i remember from uh, a distant past you know that uh -huh. kind of first uh, started to lead its own life in your in your imagination like yeah. in your in in your memory you know, you remember something to hit you really hard, like, oh, you know, some musical experience. And then if you never hear it back after that, it sort of starts to lead its own life. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've used in your memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> copy of a copy of a copy, and it sort of changes over time. And then um, sometimes I use these ideas or these, these sort of fake memories um, as, you know, as an inspiration or a starting point or something to you know to go by when i'm when i'm making music and uh and incidentally when i do hear the you know one of those tracks or pieces of music back you know how they were they were totally <laughs> unlike i would they were still existing in my memory you know so you you get like inspired by something uh, and then it sort of morphs over time and you think you're still kind of uh working towards that but it's you know what i mean it's like uh uh the, the, you know an, uh, so many incarnations uh, from from what you've heard back then you know and it and it still can be uh, something to get started or uh, something to be inspired by it's funny how that works yeah i think i ha i have that maybe a similar thing where i remember hearing a song when i was really young and thinking wow that's like the hardest drum beat i ever heard <laughs> yeah and then you kind of listen to it like 30 year 30 years later and it's like whoa you know, your it parameters sucks. have been really reset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the meantime. Yeah. Ah, so I think uh, Rachel is uh, Sorry, I'm disassembling. Just charging, charging in my iPad. <laughs> she started recording now. Yeah. She's recording all of us. <laughs> She's doing the... Okay, let's go to the Zugzwang X question then. Uh, it's off topic, but he would love to know how Tony goes about recording his modular for his tracks. <coughs> do you record them in one take, or uh, do you do lots of chopping and editing? Is it do you multi-track it, or do you? Do uh, you I, I tried like that, but I I um, I don't know. I stopped doing that because. Um, I never really did anything with a multi-track, so I, I basically just record a stereo. I just make a stereo recording, and 
yeah w- the way that i work with stuff it changes over time but you know more recently i'll i'll make a stereo recording probably without drums more like the riffy stuff maybe like sound sound rhythmic sound stuff or whatever but not really the drums and then i'll i'll yeah i'll put that in in a in the computer and and um kind of largely keep that as it is i won't really chop it up too much maybe just to make a Mm. sensible intro or something like that um but largely leave it as is and then just like fit stuff over it Mm. and that's kind of basically what's what's worked recently just to get a you know a combination of like a live kind of feel a bit of a human human feel in the music and so it's not quite so uh, strictly structured you know the way that that is very easy to to end up doing you know when you're when you're working on a timeline and so i kind of let the live jam kind of uh, the arrangement of that kind of guide me and then mm. I fit other stuff over it like other keyboard parts or um, drums and stuff like that so mm. I think I think I did I answer the question I, I kind of get I think lost. so yeah 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 I lost. think you did yeah <laughs> in, no, I, I get lost in the answer yeah it's cool what, when, what when, you, music when you record I always wonder also sorry oh. I uh, no, it's okay. I didn't want to interrupt but what what do you use as MIDI clock I wondered uh, Sometimes it's this it's this device called MIDI clock. I think. Do you know that one, Joachim? Mm-hmm. No. It's yeah. It's like a really stable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's got a dial, and you set the tempo, and it's got like ah, yeah. din, two DIN or MIDI outputs. So mm-hmm. either that or like maybe if a Beatstep Pro is is like a master clock, and I just mm-hmm. I just uh yeah i just record it into the computer and then maybe uh if it usually it's pretty it's pretty tight but but you know uh beat do a bit of beat gridding if it needs it mm-hmm. but um i don't yeah, know it's, it's kind of kind of nice if it's not like too dead precise <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah coming back to this recording method i've i've done both you know like multi-tracking everything and uh have have like a big chunk of your sounds uh without the drums uh as as a one take and then just basically take it or leave it the cool thing about the that one is is if you if you basically do a stereo recording of whatever you are you are um um jamming um Sometimes you do need to fix something about it, but then that becomes like the part of the sound design, you know, like, uh, um, so you, you basically all, all you have to work with is your, your stereo recording. And if something's wrong or doesn't quite fit with uh, the stuff you build around it, you kind of, uh, you're kind of like overcompensating certain things or, or fixing things, uh, because that's the only thing you, you have available. And that, that can sometimes become, um, it, the whole thing can become more interesting because you're you're really trying to do things that, which you are not able to do because you only have two tracks you know you only have the stereo track mm-hmm. so uh sometimes it's uh, you know it kind of shapes the music in a in a way that you would normally not do when when you would have all the multi tracks available yeah i i prefer that kind of live r- rawness and and you know i wouldn't do like a whole load of takes or anything it's just like one mm. usually one take maybe two but that's mm. It's uh, mm. just uh, I don't know snapshots. Just, 
yeah yeah it just cap it's like it's like i don't know i, I like that thing about music when it captures the moment in time and if you kind of fiddle about with it too much it kind of it, it kind of dilutes that maybe mm. i don't know but maybe maybe it's me being impatient as i as i always <laughs> say in these chats it's just uh, the way i work is because i'm impatient mm. i think i don't know, I don't know no, but it's totally guys. valid it's totally valid you know because um you you can the, you can keep postponing your decisions when you when you have all the options all the time but it doesn't necessarily always get better by by just uh, mm. keeping keeping pushing decision forward. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just uh, I just it end is up what making no. My, yeah, if it's yeah. like that, I don't make any music. You know, I need I need to just yeah. Plus, the changes you make are just small incremental point steps. You know, instead of uh, broad strokes, then I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If you're impatient, like you are and, and yeah. I am, <laughs> it's better to stick to the broad strokes rather than we, you know we, going are into. Are we all impatient? Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah I, I know a couple of people who can like do longer sessions on one thing like very detailed and like it's probably about like knowing who you are really and then knowing what works best for you right yeah. and for some people they can just sit on one track for like yeah months and oh, yeah. oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah i, I know like jumped well. out the window <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> i try and like finish the idea in one, like in one session and then I'll put it on like SoundCloud in a private link and then listen to it that evening and then I'll figure out exactly what it needs and then go in maybe you know that week like not too far away from it and then add those things and then just sit on it for another six months and not listen to it and then just mm. if I keep thinking that's how kind of my album started I made loads of recordings over like two, two, three, two, three years, and then the stuff I kept thinking about was like I was missing it, or I kept wanting to hear it. Those are the tracks that came on the album. Like, uh, nice. Yeah. If you don't think about it again, it's like it wasn't special, or it didn't like. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Do it again. If something's like keep thinking about it. You're like, oh, I wouldn't need to hear that again. Need to hear that again. Yeah, so you you basically keep it in your imagination rather than just yeah, playing yeah. it over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. So if it's if you keep and then in the, in the final moment where I knew that it was something that maybe could add like a slight one small thing, then that that I'm not like working weeks on something. I feel like at that point just just a new idea because mm -hmm. you can make you can start you know there's so many ideas so many ideas to make. You know, to sit on one thing. If you only have one idea, then I don't know. You, you just more. end up going around in circles. So many possibilities. Yeah. Totally. Your your sound is a bit low, though, Rachel. By the way, it is, did you? Yeah. yeah did you change your? Did... Yeah. Sorry. I will see. I I'm on my iPad. I don't have my laptop at the at the moment. So actually, the. On the new iPad, the the charger is the same as the headphones. Oh shit! Minimalism. It's better when you when you're closer <laughs> to the screen. Sennheisers. I could maybe put the Sennheiser in, but then the mic it's not on the mic, you know. Right. Yeah. Can you hear it okay. now? Is good. Yeah, when you yeah, when, when you're leaning to yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you also. Um, um, about the same theme, like when you're doing those recordings, the stereo recordings out uh -huh. of the modular, are you like making like half an hour kind of um, 
recording or do you make like a small one or no, how do you work? It's, it, what I'm doing, I'm, tr I'm trying to do a, a live take, which is the length of the track that I'm going to, I'm going to make. So I, oh. I, I do very little editing because what I found, you know, when, okay. when you record like live jams, it sounds, there's some great moments in it, but I've never really been able to kind of extract those because mm. it's all about what leads up to that that makes it good mm. and then when you take it out it's like i don't know it doesn't it loses the context so so when i do the mm. live jam it's it's like i'm kind of keeping an eye on the on the the duration so it's like you know i i kind of write write a little a little story you know for like mm -hmm. five minutes or six minutes and mm -hmm. and that's it and then essentially that's the that's the basis of the track mm. and i just I just stick some drums on it. Mm. <laughs> you make it sound very you easy, Tony. Give yeah. Up wow. and down. yeah, it's just crazy. Like it's <laughs> yeah, also but it's, for, it's for me. Like, I don't know. It gets, taking it, five minutes it, record. Me, and it, it's a much quicker. It's a much quicker way for me to uh, record. I don't know. Get get that get that kind of vibe of the track. Um, <clears> and it, yeah, it's fun. And, and again, back to the kind of impatience thing. It's like. Uh, mm. You know, not every, it doesn't like work every time, but it's just, um, you know, uh, let me think the last, I'd say the last like two, three years, that's kind of how I've made all, all the kind of techno stuff has been doing a kind of a, 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 a kind of live jam, but without, without all the drums in it. So, mm -hmm. or, I don't know, other parts. Mm. Yeah, I, I used to work like that once upon a time um, uh -huh. when I was using a lot of hardware, and uh, I would I'd, I'd fir at first I would figure out like the the crescendo, like at the the, the final okay. moment, yeah. like where I want to get to, mm -hmm. and then I'd work backwards. So I'd find like my favorite kind of loop, and I'm like, okay, this is what I want, and then kind of deconstruct it, hit record and build back up to it again when I was uh, and I was using like a SH-101 or like a Juno 60 or something like that and then uh, record for like, yeah, about five five or so minutes mm -hmm. along the track and then that's it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. and just always just kind of record it as in mind, uh, be thinking how I want the track to play out. Mm -hmm. So I want to like, you know, slowly build, open up the filter and then uh, build the tension and then go into a breakdown, bring it back down and then go up again yeah. and then that's it. So you know, would, then, would you, would you multi-track this then in your case? No. Um, also, okay. Uh, okay. my, uh, I mean, my, my setup though was like, uh, was super like <laughs> low key. <laughs> I just had like mm. one preamp that I would like, I could just use one synth at a time actually with my original setup. So I would just plug one synth in do it and then the sequence stop and then i'm like okay now i want some strings and some chords or something so i like plug in the next scene that's also a good thing though yes yeah, so, once at a time it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. It can be quite nice thing. um yeah so i i yeah i found it like really really uh it was it was it was, it was my, my process i guess it was fun for me enjoyable for me because uh, there were times where I'd walk into other friend studios that were really elaborate and really impressive and they would have this multi-tracking thing, could have like eight synths going at once and I would just be like, oh, like, just like freaking out, not knowing what to do. Um, and I feel like in that instance, I would actually get completely lost and I don't know how, um, how proactive I guess I would be or um, how, many, how much stuff I would get finished. 
Uh, and actually, that's kind of a bit of a like a little bit of the story behind like my productivity and like why in the last like three years I've kind of just been releasing like relentlessly is because uh, I've kind of done the opposite to a, like the more I've done the yeah the opposite to a lot of uh, producers when it comes to the production. Um, I guess timeline is where like, a lot of producers they'll get one synth, they get another synth, and, and they get bitten by that bug, and they they just build, 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 and, and build their studio up, and they get deeper and deeper. When I started, I I I was working with some friends, and they just kind of loaned me a bunch of gear, and I bought a couple of synths, and I so I started straight away with a whole bunch of gear, mm. and was working with hardware first, and then after moving studios a few times. I started like so I sold some stuff. Kind of regret some of the stuff I sold, but um, yeah, like I, I've kind of downsized quite a lot, and now um, I find I can be super creative and productive, productive with limitations. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. If, I'm a, if I'm in a room surrounded by every synth under the sun, I'll just be like staring at blank mm-hmm. space and mm-hmm. just completely. Yeah. Oh, you know what do I do now? It's kind of like here when I'm at Whole Foods in, 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 a, in a supermarket. <laughs> yeah, lim- limitations are really, are really. It's a very powerful really thing. thing. Yeah, thing they. they yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So now, like as it stands, actually, like this is funny. I did an interview lots of long ago, and they're like, "Oh, your latest record. It sounds like super hard. Where I can tell you use a lot of gear and most synth at the moment, right mm-hmm. now." I have no gear. Like my studio is literally just speakers, and I'm using samples and BSTs right now. I obviously have. I've got a. I've got a folder with heaps of recordings that I've built up over the years of jams and when I did have all my hardware. So and I resample a lot of like uh, like real synths that I've used and recorded over the years. Um, so and I just re manipulate them in Ableton. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, and I've. I've now found, uh, sorry, getting to the point. Um, now, without all the gear around me, I'm actually finishing tracks like super quickly, you know, um, and I'm not getting caught up in that, that jamming uh, element or because um, I can get completely lost with that. But everyone's process is different, I guess. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we're all distracted by different things. So for me, yeah, I was just... Uh, well, but what's, what is very similar, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what is very similar is that we basically all, all have um, tried different ways and, and found that uh, restricting yourself to a certain collection or, a, you know, a certain uh, uh, limitation or limited amount of gear is, is uh, always more productive than, you know, just buying the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've I've worked out the same thing here. You know, there's shitloads of gear around, but um, I always have um, a, a setup which consists of just a few pieces, and that's what I, I'll mm-hmm. use for um, the day or the week. You know, it's just a, mm-hmm. a setup that I I you know I basically design it with a, a certain purpose. You know, so I want to get something out of it. I know what in my head what direction I want to take it, and then I just um, hook them all together and use it for a while. And when I'm when I feel I kind of exhausted the combination, I'll 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 take one piece out, put in the next one, or I'll find a new setup altogether. You know, so that's my way of limiting myself. And um, it's funny how um, even if your your the, the amount of gear you use is so limited, uh, how big the range can be if you if you hook some 
small things up together and you know mm. the, com- in the, the combination makes it possible to uh, to have a much wider range than just the individual instruments you can yeah you can take it in so many different directions oh, I can you can actually yeah yeah it's crazy it's, it's but almost it's, like it, having yeah. little like you you're talking about have um you know taking a few pieces of gear it's it's almost like uh making a little live setup that's, yeah that's exactly it is for me i just hook yeah. like three things together or something like that and not mm. not like go crazy i i've never i never like you i don't have everything kind of set up all the time because it just I don't know. That's just that just yeah. It's not doesn't work for me really. It's also you come into the studio and every every day you you sit behind the same configuration mm. of stuff and it and it just becomes boring after a time after after a while. You know, you just uh, you know if this keyboard is always over there and your computer is always over here and it's like it's always the same. It's like going to work. <laughs> and mm. I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I'm I've been trying for thirty years not to have a job. You know, so it's yeah. it's this is a way to. <laughs> To keep it interesting, to keep it playful, you know. Just uh, every time I, I come in this room, uh, there's something else going on. It has a different purpose, a different setup, mm-hmm. and um, and you know that, that keeps it interesting. Do you come every day, every day to the studio? Pretty much, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a question. Okay, let's let's go into turn, the question. Turn back, turn back. Seption. <laughs> Any tips for starting with modular? Oh, there we go. That's a rabbit hole. Start small. Start uh, small. <laughs> yeah, buy one piece at a time, and <laughs> no, and 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 your second piece should not be, uh, or not maybe maybe start with three maximum. I would say, and then don't don't get anything new uh, at least six months after that. Oh, actually, um, what I like is the, um, uh, for the starters, starters uh, Erika Sense has this really easy, like where you can understand, okay, CV in, out, like super easy, these, um, um, uh, what are they called? Um, series where there's like one, um, one module that is like super thin for, um, I think, um yeah I, I guess it's like just like um it covers two uh what is it called oh the pico the pico ones the, ah yeah thank yeah, you yeah. exactly exactly the pico ah, yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah thank you go. guys jesus that was so hard to explain <laughs> jesus but yeah thank the, you youtube yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. but anyways they have the the effect modules they have a, a mixer they have a small modules which also gives some drum um um like functions like two uh two voice drum machines which is actually super cheap also and super easy to use I think it's really good start. Yeah, you're saying stuff. you're saying just to get to get the head your head around the system, to get your head around what CV does. That may yeah, maybe a good idea, a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I very like. Sorry, I, I, you were talking. I thought you'd finish. Yeah, yeah. No, go no, on. Yeah. So you're you're still a bit quiet. So that's why we didn't hear you. Sorry. I bought a few things. It was maybe too many things at once, but I got an oscillator and a filter and. Uh, yeah, two, actually two complex oscillators at once. Um, but I think for, if you're really beginning with modular, you, you have to learn because some people, they don't know. You have to know your inputs and your outputs. 
once you find the inputs and outputs of every module, because it can be super confusing. So, and mm. the modules don't say, you know, some of them don't say inputs. It could have a symbol or something. You need to read the manuals, find the inputs and outputs of every module. Then you can basically start simple patching going in, uh, out of one module into another, then out of that module, then into another. And that's really how to, to start the most simple uh, simple patching. And then from there, it c you can, once you know how to get in and out of everything, then the complex stuff can happen after that. So I would say that's how I, when this, when this like light bulb hits like this, uh, for me, it depends yeah. on how to get uh, deeper. Well, basically, what you what you are really doing when you when you get into modular is designing your own instrument. So yeah. you should you should really think what do you want from your instrument, and then exactly. and then and, make and sure. And this as well. And this as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I've yet to put my foot in the modular pool mm -hmm. yet. Uh, I'm so nervous about this because every time I work with a friend who has one, I just like leave going. Can I swear? No, I won't swear. But I, I, I sometimes swear when I'm talking about music because I get yeah, excited. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm always like, damn, like I, uh, I, I need to get, I need to get one so bad. Like they just, they just sound like so unique. Yes, exactly. Your own. You can have your own sound. It's very easy to have your own sound. And um, not that easy, like but it. I mean, I have, I have the modules. But I have the one smaller, one bigger modular system, uh, and I'm still working on it to get the sound that I want to have. Like yeah. I had this thing in my mind mm. when I bought all those modules, but I think like uh, some some things that I thought weren't right, maybe. And mm. I'm still like that's what I'm nervous it about. Out. It's crazy. That, that's what I'm scared about because I know it can be an expensive like hot exercise where it's like you think some modules are going to be good regardless on like the reviews or tutorials or whatever you watch on or it. maybe they're good but oh yeah that's it and then you, you get it and then you get it because i know so many people that they'll, they'll buy filters or delays and they're like ah, you know it's, it's good yeah. it's all right but okay i need I, this is the one i need now or i need to get this one so i i know uh it's going to be an expensive um hobby when when i get into it but yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not i definitely want to do it at some point um because i, I will tell you mine yeah. <laughs> let's see yeah but tony for you like what what do you think about all this like well how is it I, I was you? gonna i was gonna say you know for a while um for a while i stopped djing and i was only only playing live and i was using modular and it and i i felt like that kind of tag got got so strongly put on me and every gig i did someone would ask me a question about modular mm. and um every like every mention of any music was always mentioning modular even if it was not even if i made it on the computer it doesn't matter it's always <laughs> mentioning modular. so i kind of i'm like really contrarian so i yeah, I stop. I basically stopped using it because I just got sick of people talking about it all the time. <laughs> and, um, I, I actually got I got more into this thing about investigating really interesting and quirky uh, synthesizers, like uh, like bits of gear that that are kind of fully formed and uh, and someone's designed. You know, I really like the 
you know the soma st- the russian soma stuff like the right. lyra and things like that you know and obviously too. like classic yeah. things like um the ems synthy and although i don't have one of those and like a mm. bookla music easel and things like that mm. you know i i got really into this you know the idea of a really amazingly designed instrument and you know i to be honest i i kind of i realized that i'm not going to make such a great instrument with modules i don't well, know you can you can but it is it, it is just uh, you're right i mean the, the 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 easel or the synthi or the the soma stuff is is uh, so well thought out and complete and although it's ha- they do they all have their limitations but yeah, yeah. they have they have a, a very compact and um well thought out environment you can you can work within and and that's really what you should keep in mind when you're building your modular you can um uh because it is an instrument that you and to, to be a- to be able to yeah to be able to play any instrument whether it's uh, ready-made instrument an electronic instrument or you know an acoustic instrument you have to spend time with it and really get to know it and yeah. uh, get fluent become fluent on it uh, to to be able to get, to get the max yeah. maximum out of it's it also, you know maybe it's 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 largely a personal thing just about what I've been diving into and exploring you know there was there was some years where I I think I think with the modular stuff as well I I basically made a you know, uh, I don't know what the size is, just one, you know, the case like that I brought to store that time, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I basically made this case and over time I would take modules in and out, but it was quite static. And I made this kind of live instrument that mm-hmm. was like a kind of live, almost like a groove box or something. It had some drums in it and a lot of synth stuff and effects and everything. And it was like some really uh, crazy cross patching and stuff. Uh, so I kind of built this instrument over time for like live performances, but um, yeah, I I kind of stopped that thing that I did initially where uh, I would like move stuff around and try different combinations. It it, it got it got kind of quite static um, the way I I had it set up. But that you know that was just that was just me. And it's funny because I I started off with the modular. The idea was to u- just use it in the studio, but then the first gig I did and I used it in a club, it just sounded so, uh, so powerful that, that I kind of never went back. And, um, I think there's like an, a, there's an old, um, boiler room, uh, during deck mantle where I'm using the modular. And, um, I think I'd only, I'd only had it for like two months when I, when I did <laughs> that gig, but you know, it was like, it was so much fun that I just, I had to, I had to like, you know, bring it out and do a gig with it. So do you f- you feel you've exhausted that now? No. Or are you are you just you're just uh, impatient and easily bored as there you everything go. else? <laughs> you got me. No, yeah. I think um you know we um I think um someone was saying about like selling gear. I I I pretty much try to hang on to everything because I usually end up going back to things and and reapproaching them and that's how I feel about, you know, the Eurorack stuff. Mm. Um I I'm sure I'm sure I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll like use it again and, you know, like rip everything apart and just use it in a different way. Cause yeah, for sure. It's really versatile. You know, it's I, endless. I haven't, I haven't it's, got rid of it. Yeah. 
I was actually on the same setup like for the album, like for two years. I didn't buy any, I had my system and I didn't buy anything. I just went super deep every day trying to learn, trying to find the how to make is you know, drones and sounds and uh, acid stuff and trying to, to, to make it happen. And only now I've now I have one album out. Um, I'm like working on the next one. I added one piece, one new module, um, and I'm looking for another thing. But I, I learned. I think it's like important to get the stuff, learn it, go deep with it because even three years, like literally on the same system, I was still finding new stuff. It's just, it just keeps giving. It's like a machine that keeps mm. on giving. So I've added something else because I know it could add so much more because I've learned it so what I have. Um, but yeah, starting the system, it's such a personal thing. If you want to make ambient music, you know, there's so many ways you can go. Like uh, I also had like a drum kit at one point um, and then I realized actually every drum kit I ever bought, like even like a, like a, had a 707 as well, I have sold. Because um, then I realized I could just patch my own kicks and they sounded better than like, uh, like sounded like the stuff I want. So it's like just discovering the stuff and like also about selling the stuff that you said. Like I have a rule that if you sell something, you buy something for the studio. You never then go and spend that money on rent or something like that. But you keep <laughs> you, rot you rotate system. it. Yeah, yeah. Because it can be dangerous because if you start selling, maybe some months it's like, I mean, buying gear is expensive, right? Um, so if you keep reinvesting it back into the studio, you never lose, you're never going to be without gear, I guess. Like, yeah, if you're going to sell something, buy something because it's always like it doesn't lose money, really. And then you're losing like a little bit of money, like you buy something and then like instruments kind of hold their hold their value i would say mm. kind of like what's what's the what's the new new module you got um it's the oh, how do you say it it's the the lycra effects the soma the, oh yeah 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 got, um, yeah so this is cool because it's like distortion reverb delay it has like a feedback uh it's for my for the stuff i'm working on now it's like a lot of vocals like super trippy really long like 20 minute pieces it's just like yeah the yeah with the mushroom uh, up here it's just, it's, <laughs> it, gets, it gets like really trippy and, and like i'm like doing a lot of like uh, yeah asmr like whispering and all this like uh, yeah. our friend dennis so, hey, showing really up in the comments I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah um but yeah i will add uh, more th uh, one other thing um but yeah I think just learn learn what you have. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and as you it's said, when you when you add what you if you want to make techno, then it's a whole other system to somebody like what I have. So. And adding a module to a system can also mm. uh, or is also also always increasing the the range and possibilities of every other module you've got in your in your but rack you know it, it, it changes way, everything again yeah in such a massive way like yeah if, you, if you're adding too fast uh, yeah you could really get lost in it so yeah so just like sticking with it because it just keeps on giving basically not maybe a drum machine doesn't keep on giving unless you were to add like a filter and other like effects then it would give the kick something new um, i love i love how it sound it mm -hmm. sounds like 
it's this modular cult. It's like, oh, you've got to join. You've got to jo- come and join. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, totally. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, there's something a little bit cult-like about it. Yeah, it's almost, yeah. And it's almost a shopping culture as well, you know, because yeah. it's just, uh, oh, it you, get, be, you yeah. have to get this one, you have to get this one. It's I mean, capitalism of music. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's, de- it's definitely good to, 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 you know, find your system Rachel, like you were saying, and, and really, you know, work with it for a long time. I think that's when mm. that's when you get deeper into it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, than, it, it, than, it, it, um, it's endless. It just keeps on. It's yeah. like a it's like a gift that keeps on giving. For me, I'm like, mm. as, as I find something, I'm like, what the hell? You know, because I'm learning. You're learning yeah. to catch. You know, I'm not. You start not an expert, and then you get better. And then sometimes you find something, and you're like, where have you? Where the hell have you been? And like some things I have recorded before. Like I have one recording. It's super insane. I may release it. Um, and I never found it again. I don't know how. It was like when I didn't really know what what was going on, and that and it's I never heard it before, and it's in there somewhere. So it's like it's I like this. It's just like these hidden hidden uh, things to discover. It's like something. Yeah, it's a it's a very much a discovery process. Yeah, mm. yeah. So. It's still a cult though. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, so I, I saw this uh, question, um, I think probably an hour ago, about Jensen's snappy chair, uh, snares. Snare ah, yeah. Uh, I was actually quite intrigued to uh, to hear about that. Uh, well, the question was there was another one. What was that? Baseline. <laughs> about your baselines, of course. I didn't okay. know you read it. Jensen, so how to make some of your dirty, wobbly digital sounding FM bass line sounds, for example, like one track you did with Micron Unleaded 98 on your Auto Express EP. Okay, yeah, so, um... <laughs> okay, a lecture, lecture from Jensen about uh, wobbly digital sounding bass lines and snappy snares. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, Electro 909. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, it's hard to say, like, uh, that particular track, I think that was an SH one hundred and one, um, and the key, the key uh, to when they say wobbly, I think they're talking about that craftwork sounding Doppler effect, um, stabby bass sound. That it's it's that classic Detroit electro sound, um, you know, from Hawks eighty eight and uh, Cybertron and all that. That um, it's 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 all just filter modulation, modulating the filter on each individual hit. Um, and uh, and then you, you 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 know pull the release all the way in, um, uh, decay, sustain, you keep it real, really like really tight, and really short, a little bit of saturation, um, and always like like usually one oscillator, not too uh, not getting too deep. And I usually tend to stick away from like the um, square waves. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's like it's. I don't really like it, it changes every time sometimes I do this with samples like I just use a sampler in Ableton for some of the bass lines I've got another track I did um, a similar bass line uh, called Hydro Systems and this one was just like uh, I've got like a sound pack of just bass stabs from the uh, uh, Juno Juno 6 um, Juno 60 sorry and and I uh, just put it in in the sampler in Ableton and then, yeah. Did you use a just, pro? Did you use a Pro One at some point for your bass lines or set Pro One samples? Um, yeah, actually, I had. Uh, it wasn't my Pro One, but I did a couple of Pro One. Yeah, um, I heard. I heard it clearly. Heard a Pro One somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like a lot of the when I was doing my Electro Clash 
phase. Uh, yeah, that, that was dead. Pro, I, I used the Pro One on a few tracks. I was also using a Jupiter Six a lot early on with early stuff, um, and I was also using uh, Moog Voyager. Actually, was one of the very first synths that I got, and same with the Korg MS Two Thousand, which is like semi digital, semi analog. Um, and I have this track. It's probably my biggest one where I've ri- I wrote this top line. Uh, it, the track is called The Fontainebleau and it's like just a Miami bass kind of style track and there's this original intro track Twilight one, tri- uh, Twilight uh, oh what's the group it's like one of the most sampled electro um, beats in, in like in the history of like electronic music like this is like Dr. Dre sampled this uh, uh, Alden Tyrell sampled this like uh, on one of his biggest records uh, the early clone ones um uh, it's called oh, it's called rhythm tracks. I think rhythm tracks. Uh, oh, uh, it's, it's it's killing me. Anyway, <laughs> someone thought I'd sampled that on this track, and it's actually it's just the Korg MS two thousand. It's called the filter string patch, and you just it's just like four notes, uh, like a chord essentially, just arpeggiating or set to random, and you just tuck the release to sustain the decay all the way in, and yeah, you just make this like simple like arpeggio strings sound. Um, Every track, it's like I've used different synths along the way. Like you guys have been discussing with your process and your journey, you you can't, you keep evolving your studio, you keep getting different bits of gear, and but you use the same techniques essentially to the approach. Um, recently, for like uh, I've really been getting into uh, in Ableton using uh, busing, like and oh sorry, uh, sends, sorry using sends a lot. Because initially, originally, I used to just dump all the processing like on individual hits. And sometimes it's it is great for certain sound design, but um, I guess um, uh, from an engineer standpoint, you can kind of you can crush and wash out a lot of the sonics and the sound. And uh, um, uh, the guy who is like one of my best friends and who I run my label with, I do a lot of music with. He's called Assembler Code. He's actually uh, our mixing and mastering engineer for the label, and he's 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 worked on every one of my records. Uh, he, he started mixing down my music. So initially my background isn't really so much like my engineering and mixing isn't, um, that's not my strength and that never was. And over time he's been telling me, he's like, use, use sends with your reverbs and delays and stuff like that because you still hold the essence of the original sound. You won't wash it out or kill the, the, the file, kill, kill the waveform and you still get that, um, you still get the desired effect. So I guess I use that with my snares a lot now where I'll be running different, like one really tight reverb and a, a looser one, a really tight delay, a second delay that's a little bit longer, and just playing around with the different levels of the of each send. Um, a little bit of saturation. I even use the Ableton saturator, it's, it's, it's fine. I use the Ableton Overdrive as well, totally fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so th- I don't really have like any like crazy unique uh, tricks as, as far as like uh, gear or um, plugins or you know certain um, tools, but how do you get your snare drum so snappy? What's your secret? Okay, ah, that's yeah, the, that's, that's the question. Yeah. That's, that's the question. Yeah. So, <laughs> Finally. Um, how I also do you I do get I, snares so snappy. Yeah, I do um, I do layer snares as well. Like I'll, I'll use like a few different. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I'll, ten snares at the same time. Oh. <laughs> 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 like um, yeah, I'll, I'll use one that's like got more frequencies of a, from this 
Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Cheeseburger and cheese from this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I layer, layer, layer samples. I've also gotten into parallel processing as well. So use the same snare and then process one slightly, just process it differently and layer them. And you can create something, uh, yeah, you know, quite useful. Also, though, I think um, one thing that's really important, I suppose, for uh, newer, newer producers that are getting into production um, I find that like sometimes if you have a really great sample pack, if you, if you can't afford hardware and you get yourself a sample pack, a lot of these samples have been mastered and engineered by like some of the best gear there, there is. So the actual sample itself is sounding really great. So you, can, you don't, sometimes you don't actually have to go too deep into it. And if you listen, I mean, if you're doing what I like, doing the kind of music I'm doing, or if you're yeah, super into like, that older Detroit style of electro. If you listen to a lot of the early Drexia, listen to a lot of craft work, um, just, just besides the, the more laser percussion, the more laser synthesis stuff, synth uh, percussion that they're creating with synths, the other, the other like more 808 sounding stuff, the snares are just like really simple and basic and um, they're letting the sample do what it does. And it's, and it's all more just about getting your levels right with the samples and the, with, with the mixing um, and just, kind of letting everything hit, um, have room to hit as evenly as possible, I guess, if that makes sense. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's, that's, that's what, what, um, there's a, a lot of questions always coming up. How do you get this kick or how do you get this snare drum? But you know, um, most of the time it's all about proportion, right? Because if, if, yeah. uh, if something is, is loud and in your face and snappy, it's because it's, the rest is not as loud as that, you know, so it's sticking out. Exactly. <laughs> so you could also think about the whole thing in reverse, you know, like, uh, how do you get it as loud, so mm. loud, you know, because that's because the other, st other stuff is more in the back, you know? Exactly. Uh, and, um, uh, talking about the, 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 your, your sort of, uh, processing in, in one channel of Ableton or, mm. or via, uh, sense, some of the stuff in Ableton actually has dry, wet, um, mm. uh, settings. So you could still, you know, you could do parallel processing without sense within a channel, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So, but parallel processing is very powerful because you can, for example, if you want a snare to be to sound more dirty and still keep mm. the transients, you could just use a saturator and you know saturate the fuck out of it, but just only mm. use ten percent of the saturation sound and leave ninety percent of the original there. Mm. So you get like the 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 effect but um sort of blended just uh, slightly into the original sound which makes a huge yeah. difference believe it or not totally i kind of do it the other way around actually like i 90 90 percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay i said i said all my all my um like if it's a delay if it's a reverb i always turn the dry wet up to max like 200 Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then just level it in, like just bring it in however much I want it, I guess, with the right. send itself. Yeah. Um, that I get, that's how I do it. Um, okay. Again, there's no, like, I feel like there's, there's no right or wrong answer as well. I guess it's just best what works for you. And, um, yeah, the, the, the sense is, is like, I think a very key and important thing when, if you're still wanting the smack and the impact from like a snare or a kick, because once you start putting, once you just if you put too much processing on a, on a sound, eventually you'll just kill it. And it just like washes, you just wash the sound out. And, and but that could be the, it's a traditional sorry. way of doing, uh, doing things as well, because right. it kind of mimics the way an analog board works, you know? 
yeah. using a fader and then it sends an EQ. Yeah, it's all. Sort of I feel like I didn't answer this this question at all. Like, <laughs> really? Oh, you, I, I feel no. like these people wanted like a like a uh, an address they could type into their maps, to, like find the snare yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. of how like to get to the snare. Um, but yeah, I, I've got I use I use some samples. Um, uh, actually, the the, the 808 Smackos uh, that Lego World did is is super dope. I've like I've used that. Uh, I did a track with the Hacker, um, and th- there was actually I did we did an entire we did an EP together. We did three tracks, and the 808 Smackos is all the 808 sounds on that EP. It's called Trigger Zone. If you listen to that EP, all the 808 sounds are from the Smackos, and it's just the original presets on all of them. And um, it's the same with like a lot of that early Detroit stuff is like some of the uh, those since around the 80 late 80s like especially the alpha juno is that that thing is a bitch to like program so a lot of the early detroit stuff you'll be clicking through the presets and it's actually the preset mm. it's the preset sound on a lot of those early tracks because they were just too much of a nightmare to program those since there's like fuck it let's just use oh sorry i just swore, but let's just like <laughs> let's just use this this preset in this patch and um Oh, sorry. And then, I mean, sure, you can you, with the, some of those things, you can get you know deeper into it and do other stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, some of the stock sounds are just good the way they are. Um, it's just uh, yeah. I, again, I don't really know. I feel like I answered the question. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> no, but it's a lot. That's a lot of uh, useful uh, tips. But yeah, I mean, it's um, it's always the way, the best way to 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 get something is just to try all kinds of different things and see mm. what gets you there you know mm-hmm. i mean uh, now now with all the millions of youtube tutorials out there it's easy to get advice sure. and but at the same time uh it's as just as useful just to try things yourself and see where yeah totally yeah. i've got an idea though we should all we should get together again we should do this because after we do a session again after our next session that way, Bessie will observe how I do it, and then she can tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, so you have to invite me third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she might be able to answer it better for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll check it out. Mm. I'll keep an eye on him. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, talked, talked. I, I don't think he really knows. <laughs> I, I, don't think I, re- I don't think I really know either. Yeah, I don't really know what happens when I'm. <laughs> when I'm doing it, when I'm jamming. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I think like um, balance. Like yeah, just it's all about just getting your your level balance, the levels balanced with your with your mixing is such a huge part of it. Mm. Uh, and you're right. Like if, yeah, I guess if you want your snare to really pop, just turn everything down and and just leave the snare. And I do I do that's kind of how I mix my stuff now. It's like I'll once I've I've done the structure and I've laid everything out mixing I kind of I do a little bit of mixing on along the way but for the most part it happens towards the end mm. and yeah I just start turning things down and you'll see things just like kind of just pop out and mm. um and yeah it's just what you want to be more prominent what you want to kind of feature um I don't really do any side chaining I haven't side chained since I I haven't side chained since like the early 2000s when I stopped making. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say the 70s, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What do you guys think about mastering? Data Rebel from YouTube. Yeah. What do you? Th- 
do you guys Stamp. think about mastering stems as opposed to mastering full? Oh, okay, okay. Anybody have, has any experience with that? I don't, to be honest. No, nope. no, I, I don't, under, I don't understand <laughs> that. You don't though, think like, much of that, then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is I don't, I don't. What, what is the purpose in um, mastering stems? Is that oh, would that be for someone who's playing live? Possibly, yeah, but there's there, there is. The, I mean, there is this thing that you basically. Uh, record everything in the studio, multi-track it, and then just uh, bounce out uh, groups. You know, like your yeah. kick and bass, or you know, even you can even separate those, or you know, just different different parts. So you can basically postpone um, how the levels are set, uh, mm -hmm. and you, you can have that. You can have the uh, the stems treated individually, so you can have like mm -hmm. a, a compression on just the bass and the kick, and then have saturation going on on the high end or whatever or you know treat the percussion in a different way i don't know that's uh, it's something that not uh, good for impatient people yeah <laughs> well like i mean if if you're if, if you're a really good songwriter but you're not really uh, that much of a good engineer then it yeah, can help, you know just give your music to somebody else and sort it out you know and just write mm -hmm. the next track while he's mixing your stuff that's possible <laughs> i guess yeah. yeah why not yeah yeah, yeah that, that makes sense different um yeah, diff different people have different um, strengths, and you know it's good to uh, work with other people. If, if, if yeah, I guess I guess the you know the way um, I think that when I when I heard all your approaches, I think the 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 sound design, writing, mixing, and arranging, and and recording part is pretty much all sort of the same thing. You know, all all these things yeah. kind of blend into each other. They're all mm -hmm. part of the same process. Um, um, maybe not for Jensen because you say you, the mixing down comes at the end, but at, uh, for the most part. But uh, in my case, and I, I'm sure for Tony too, uh, and, and even Rachel, if you're uh, recording uh, your stuff um, more more or less in a live take, you know, like a, yeah. a real time thing, then yeah. all of these things are kind of happening at the same time, and yeah. you can treat it afterwards. You can treat your sound files or make selections, but the the overall um, balance between sounds is is already recorded. It's already there, so that's that's what you got to work with. Yeah, I'm overdubbing, so I never record like five things at once. So I get one sound, record it how I want it, then I'll have that playing, and then I'll f f find the other sound. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and then just layer like that, and then I'm mixing as I'm going. So at the end, I have exactly what I want, rather than having to go back and be like, oh, I've got to mix this because it's yeah. By the end, it's like almost, almost, yeah, done this way. It's quick. This is how I, how it becomes quicker for me, I think. Mm. Um, but then with the other projects, like, uh, I mean, I have a project called 3D Dancer with um, Varaptus and Alex Aferi, uh, where, like, uh, I mean, we did our um, live album. Actually, how you guys were talking about, like, multi-tracking and, um, and how Jensen's talking about how you make, how you and I make music is, so different like uh, uh, like I don't use the computer to make music I don't know how to use the computer actually like this yeah right um, but with the guys we're like uh, we jam as I mean our live album was basically um, it was just one audio track so we recorded it like all of our live shows uh, just as a one one recording and then we just cut it and picked out the best parts and there was no editing it just happened in the moment uh yeah nice. recording like this um but now we will like uh, 
do, do some multi-tracking, maybe do like the kick and like the hats uh, and the yeah. move, like uh, all separately. So we can like uh, EQ some parts. Um, so it would sound bigger and better, I guess. Do some um, more specific mixing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But it kind of worked just chopping it. Sometimes something's just an idea. It doesn't end mm. up being perfect or uh, loud enough. It was a great album. I yeah. love that album. Thank you, yeah. We have a, we have a more, we have a, a, because, because it's a live act, right? So we've tried to get into the studio and like make, you know, make an EP. Um, <clears throat> realize it just doesn't work like that. We just have to jam and just record then and there, like record yeah. for hours. So when we were playing out, we were recording. So we have, I don't know, hundreds of hours of stuff that we've been chopping like recently. So we have like a new album coming up at some point, a bigger, a bigger uh, package of something. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of material, but it's also just chopped oh, like this. So curious to know what kind of saturation. There we go. Okay. Um, uh, for these tracks, um, Shocking Through the Heart is actually just one recording. It's just, it happened, uh, it happened alive um, with no arrangement whatsoever. Um, it's basically just my oscillator running through feedback. Uh, I'm not sure actually how I created it fully, um, <laughs> but it's, it's actually, it's actually just one recording. There's no, uh, extra layers, but it's, it's the oscillator running through the spring reverb and, and feedback of the spring reverb. And Chase is um, uh, some of my some of my vocal humming uh, in the sync, um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, some some sub bass drones uh, with my oscillator. I think. Uh, so if if yeah, people ask you how do I send how do I what gear do I need to set, sound like Rachel, you oh. buy a sync basically. That's what <laughs> Get a sink. <laughs> Get yeah. your head in the sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, spring reverb's a, a big one. Uh, oscillator. Uh, oh, you're great. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to answer the question. It was like how what, the saturation of something. Uh, what saturation did you use? I mean, like I what just, saturator? I, I didn't. I didn't use the saturator. I, I just. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. It, I mean. I just used. Uh, it went through. I'm just trying to see my modules. Uh, multi filter. So yeah, filter, spring reverb. Um, they're both very simple tracks, and then uh, my an oscillator creating like a, a drone. Uh, on both of these tracks, actually, most of my tracks, I don't even use a sequencer. I just play it live and just find uh, like a, like a LFO that just and so I can uh, uh, create the the structure in a live way rather than because I'm making ambient music right it doesn't need to be structured like this so I just want mm. to kind of mm. blow out sure. and, and happen like this so yeah you don't even need a sequence if you want to I'm jealous <laughs> Question from uh, Dennis Monopoly: uh, Do I spot a test equipment sign generator? But behind uh, you. Uh, uh, yes. 
Yeah. I knew he would spot that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I put put the question back in uh, in the frame because I think he's uh, he's got the exact same one exactly. circle on his on his ah, okay, um, yeah, okay. on his album. I thought, I mean, you know, my huge uh, inspiration is like the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, mm -hmm. early electronic music. Um, so this is the sound of like this is the aesthetic that I love. Um, mm -hmm. So I bought this uh, a few years ago, actually, from the UK. Um, so yeah, Adelia Derbyshire had basically the same one. So I, I really love love her music and her. So I had to get it, and it's basically just two. It has a sine wave and square wave. I have. A, I mean, it's not plugged in right now, but I bought like a converter, um, so I can, uh, you know, oh, plug it nice. into my modular. But when you open it up, it's just like full of glass tubes, so the sound is like, it's insane actually, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's making really nice, uh, warm uh, uh, drones, is, I mean, you put it into your filter, low-end filter, and you make, yeah, make drones, and yeah, it's really pretty, pretty awesome. I actually got it for quite cheap, but right now I think they got quite popular and they became quite expensive. Mm. Test equipment thing. So, yeah, I yeah. think all, all all of us have been at the uh, Willem II studios, right? Tony, you've been there. Nene has done some work there. Yeah. Have you, have you yeah. been there, Rachel? No. no I, oh, you I should. Think, if I you if you like this kind of stuff, you should definitely oh, go yeah. there sometime. It's you'll the love, best you'll love it. place. Yeah, yeah. It's the best place. Willem II studios okay. in Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. basically. Like well, come to Rotterdam or... and visit Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I would love to come. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, this is like, it's also, I mean, I'm using it, but I also love how, I love it because it's like, it's, it's like my mushroom. It's like, I look at this and I, I can, it's like, I can imagine the the moment when this, they were using this uh, gear and it just makes me, it gives me the aesthetic that uh, even if I'm not using it, I can look at it and it, and Get inspired. it's taking me back. It's like mm. a portal mm. to the what? 70s, the 60s. What did you so important question. What, uh, Joachim, what did you, what did you, um, gravitate towards at the Willem Twy? Because there's so much stuff there. Wow. Willem Twy? Wow. Willem Twy? <laughs> <laughs> well, Willem I, actually, Twy. actually, uh, I was there because Albert invited <laughs> me and, and we, oh, so yeah. we did the, yeah, so we did the sessions together. Uh, we still have to f do one cut and then the whole project is finished, by the way. And it's, uh, anyway, but, um, so we spend one day in the studio where all the test equipment is and one day in the other room where the ARP 2500 um, is. Um, and in the test equipment studio, basically, uh, yeah, we had a pretty elaborate patch uh, with with help from uh, from Hans, who's running the running the place. And we had the tape, the tape, the tapes running and uh, the ring modulator and everything was just it was a pretty complex um setup really mm. and and that's that's all we use so we we i think we maybe patched one you know repatched once during the day and everything else is just finding what we could do with with the existing uh mm. setup and um but there, there was a lot of things that were feeding back into each other and um uh, you know rhythms created by the ring modulator which was affecting basically the i think even it was on the master even yeah, so, yeah or or yeah or very late in the chain and then you know uh 
having that sort of be at the same time or pace as some of the oscillators so you get like things almost uh, happening at the same time but not really you know what i mean mm -hmm. so sort of that kind of stuff you know what i mean like the uh, using oscillators as sequencers and and using pulses as uh, i don't know it's it's just uh, it's all very simple everything does a very simple thing but um obviously you don't have um very um um you know you know you don't have like the normal signal uh, chains like uh, oscillator uh, filter you know it is it is a bit simpler than that and so you have to work with what you get and mm. um, by just you know tuning it you, you get some really interesting stuff especially if you have the the tapes included in the in the thing as well but it's all it all came out very um, still a bit structured but very um, um, you know uh, organic in a way it's all mm -hmm. it's it it doesn't it doesn't sound like testing equipment at all it sounds way more like a uh, mic stuff or um, you know stuff that is recorded in in big rooms and stuff you know but but there was no uh, nothing going on like that but that's just how it came how it came out yeah. but it's great it, you know we just spent focused on that for one day and then did a session with the arp 2500 the other day and um the stuff that we will be releasing is the stuff that is done all in the in the test equipment uh, mm. room. What did you What did you do there? Uh, I did a bit in the test equipment room, but I I got because me and me and Carl Regis went were, did a residency thing there, and then I went back again with Dan to re to record some st some uh, stuff for Transcendence Orchestra, and we just yeah we just spent the whole time in the hall pretty much using the pipe organ. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and the piano as well, and we we did uh we set it up so we had like direct we brought a bunch of the 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 old keyboards in there and played them through like a kind of pa system and amps and mic'd up and had direct and mic close mic and like a kind of wide room mic and we kind of used so yeah we had that that's actually one of the the few times that i did like a lot of multi-track you know multi-track recording everything and then taking it home and just doing a lot of processing with it um but really yeah really it was all all the uh, stuff we recorded in the hall i really liked the um the acoustics in there so that's mm. that's kind of where we spent all our time really yeah i don't work in other other studios that much but when you do you find yourself just using whatever you know or or stumble upon which is yeah. uh, which brings out a whole uh, different approach you know it's a it's a different thing i liked it yeah. Yep. Yeah, how, how do I get there? How does this happen? Uh, uh, we we can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Sure. And Nene, what you you said um, uh, you talked about it briefly, but can you, what what was what the was piano? your experience there? We were also uh, at the synagogue, right? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. The place that you recorded is also. Actually, we also played a little bit um, on um, inside. Um, I also met um, Ro Rose there. Ah, yeah. And oh, yeah. It was uh, their um, residency too. And Albert had invited me. So we had like three days, maybe, if I don't remember wrong. And we had a lot of. Yeah, three days, I think. We had a lot of 
like piano, preparing the piano and doing some weird stuff on the piano and recording that and me playing maybe for hours um, and also inside on the whole um, uh, gear and yeah, I also took a lot of material home actually from there. It it did was you, amazing. Also, yeah, the did, people are so nice. So yeah, yeah, it's great place to work. It is really great. Cool. Yeah. Thumbs nice up one. for Willem Willem Twee. Ja toch. We we are kind of nearing two hours now. Um, Usually, uh, I, I don't. I mean, we don't want to. We don't have to to quit or anything. But um, usually, towards the end, um, we give everybody a little bit of time to plug anything they're uh, working on or want to talk about. Um, so, hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe uh, Rachel, you 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 start with. Do you, is there anything you want to promote other than your album or um, talk about things you're gonna do, gigs, anything? People should know about. Sell yourself. Sell yourself. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I've got some video clips uh, still to come out. Um, Where can people find your album? Is it on uh, Bandcamp? So uh, yeah, it, you can find it on Bandcamp. So I actually I started a record label. Yeah, I started a record label. So um, the album's out on uh, my own imaginary world, and yeah, you can find it through my channels, I guess, maybe. Or we could put it in the link or something. Um, yeah, and then yeah, working on the next stuff, but you know, I'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah, got some film clips coming out. Um, yeah, made some merchandise as well, which is on the band camp, and. Um, yeah, just yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to. There's lots. There's actually yeah, lots going on. But but you you were in a weird. Just, just you it. got any any gigs coming up? Because you said you were you and Nene were in uh, in Ukraine last weekend. Is there anything yeah, else planned? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, with everything going on right now, uh, with everyone going back into lockdown and stuff, I think yeah, I think this, this was the last one. <laughs> I, I think it would have been yeah. It would be gig. I mean, sure there would be work if there was no uh, no lockdown so mm. yeah it's a shame it's it's a it's a shame but um yeah using the time to do other things i guess um but yeah i miss gigging obviously um but yeah i'm just focusing more i'm doing like uh, music for some advertising stuff at the moment for ads and uh, yeah so just busy busy yeah <laughs> you- cool yeah. Sounds so, good. Yeah. So yeah, check out the album, and yeah, it would be awesome if people could support it. So yeah. For sure. It's been, uh, it's been nice. It's been nice. Everybody, check out uh, Rachel's album. Everybody, yes, go to her bandcamp. Support yeah. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, support me. So Tony, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, should we uh, should we spoil what we're uh, planning to do on Sunday? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is happening? <laughs> but, oh yeah, but for, for, first of all, I, I have to remember because um, um, Matty was was saying about uh, you. You do a show on Rinse FM. Yeah, are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 No, it's all good. Um, yeah, I have a monthly monthly 
spot on on Rinse. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a I, I do a monthly show on there called Marital Aid with um, DJ Bus Replacement Service. That's de- okay. definitely nice. worth checking because uh, it's it's got this good um, kind of husband and wife <laughs> slight kind of tension going on where we're like always just about to start having an argument or something but um on air um and but it's kind of fun because we just play like lots of really absurd music um and and you know talk about it there's a lot you know it's not just like doing a Mm. dj mix we we chat about the music as well and that's absurd music what do you mean by absurd music um like not just techno like like, like oh definitely i mean there's barely any techno it's it's like it's you know we both enjoy a real wide range of music and we kind of delve into a lot of a lot of that i mean it could be yeah you li- listen to the show i mean it's is, is it's it kinda... records like old records or more digital stuff or... uh yeah it's a whole mixture it's like old it's stuff everything. new stuff it's really uh i, I would check that out yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll check that out for sure. Um, you've you've yeah, toured, you, you've toured, you were toured with this as well, right? I mean, you've I think free rotation or something or. Oh yeah, yeah, we did yeah. a we did a set under the name Little Baby Cheeses at, um, <laughs> at free rotation. Oh, <laughs> legendary! Yeah, that's that's such a good name, <laughs> Little Baby Cheeses. And um, yeah, it's just. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I can't really explain, you know, how absurd it is. You have to, you just have to listen to it, really. Okay. But we, yeah, well, we did I, that every I month, and I think the next okay. one's like uh, November twentieth. We're like at, you know, like one a.m. or something. But you know, it's always it's on their SoundCloud and stuff like that. So. So if you mm. both have a, a rinse show, where, I, I don't know much about rinse. Is it where's this based? Is this uh, rinse, uh, rinse FM is like. Uh, it's based in London, and it was originally a pirate radio station. It's very, it was very influential in the kind of early days of like uh, grime and dubstep and things like that. You know, they were they were like one of the first kind of champions of that that music, really. But you know, they've really expanded the range of music that you know and shows that they have. You know, it's not uh, it's not just kind of grime and dubstep. It's like it's like oh yeah they, yeah, yeah, they have they have everything. Like rinse France a lot. I didn't know. Yeah, there's they, they have a they have like a f- French uh-huh. franchise. French, but the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they have France, a, a branching. But, but the, yeah, the original ones, the yeah rinse FM in in London, but it's yeah, it's yeah, it's really fun having having like a monthly show and just trying mm. to think about how we kind of top it each each time and stuff like that. <laughs> So where do you where do you find the music then? Because is it all in your collection, or do you actually yeah, yeah, it's search all... for it, hunt for it? Well, a bit of both. It's a lot of the time it's music that I love or I think is interesting or strange or funny. That's yeah, that I don't play in like a club DJ set. Uh, but mm. I also I also hunt this stuff. You know, mm. I, um, yeah. There's so much odd, different music that you mm. never heard or imagined out there this that is what i like hunting for too we should uh need to hear your this uh, show yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's quite it's a lot definitely i mean she she got really into recently she's been really into um music 
that different countries use to promote them their their military mm-hmm. so 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 basically but like modern versions so they do this like really they try to do like a kind of hip hop track to 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 promote the Azerbaijan mm-hmm. uh, join the army yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty they're pretty wild so well that's pretty funny so like yeah my record collection i basically just i mean i buy new records but my collection is basically odd and non-music very bizarre stuff um, you should do a show on rinse <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Try try to outdo Tony. <laughs> but, but, so what what were you what were you about what were you what were you about to say before I derailed the conversation? I don't even remember. I, I got too lost with the, the cheese and the the military uh, hip hop. Um, uh, what, what what was it that the uh, yeah. sorry what, what did you ask? We me? have hip hop exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, ju- just name the show again, maybe Tony, for people who didn't uh, catch the name of the show. Oh, it was uh, the show is on the on the station Rinse FM, and the the sh- um, the show's name is Marital Aid, with uh, okay. DJ Aid. Surgeon and DJ Bus Replacement Service. Nice, cool, rock and roll, cool, so cool. Oh yeah, I'm excited to check it out. And um, Bessie, so cool. what, what do you what do you have uh, coming up? Yeah, uh, first sleeping. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I had the worst sleep. I'm so sorry, time. guys. I've been like, oh, all the time. Yeah. So sorry. Um, um, I have, um, hopefully, we will um, have a festival in uh, Copenhagen with my uh, friends, and um, we are doing this experimental music festival. Uh, where local people are playing and it's going to be live oriented and hopefully if it doesn't get cancelled then at the end of the month I can play there too and um, yeah that's something exciting that is happening and then a little bit of collaboration work Um, yeah that's it actually like trying to practice piano more because I realized last month that I got really bad at it and no, trying to keep my technique a little bit back on like the older times and yeah, just for myself, just for my own sake because I studied that and then after I started uh, working on electronic music, basically I didn't really practice anymore and when you sit on it after like two years of not practicing, it just, it's the worst feeling in the world. Rusty, like rusty like, fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it is psychologically not, not something that I want to have. Mm. So I just want to practice for my own sake to get the technique, like at, at least a little bit better. Like you have a, a piano that you can practice on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also teaching right now because, um, yeah, yeah, because of the corona situation. Without touring, of course, need to do something. Keep so busy. Keep busy. Get some money. Keep those bands rolling in. Yeah. So yeah. I'm teaching at home from home. The kids are the kids are also not the kids. Mm. Like over forty, and I have students. 
which oh, wow. is also great. Yeah. Nice. I really enjoy that. It's better than the kids. <laughs> 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 Not that I don't love kids. I love the kids too, but it's easier with, yeah, with mature people. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah. Let's see what's going to happen in the winter time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Teaching piano. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's up with you, John? Are you doing something? Um, well, yeah, I was going about to say um, we we when the lockdown started happening, we we did the stay home sound system series here from store, and every time I invited another guest uh, physically to the studio and basically do a live improvisation and and just stream it live. Um, but of course, you know, people who can reach the studio is, is just limited. So we had to mm. end the series at about 20 episodes. Um, but uh, in the meantime, we did some research and found a way to um, sync um, hardware setups over the internet, basically. And uh, oh, wow. so, yeah, so now um, I've, we've done the first episode with uh, Robin Kampschoer last week. Um, Stay Home Sound System uh, episode 21 and number 22 will happen this Sunday with uh, with Tony, with the surgeon. So um, yeah. we did a little like test a run. Stink it, yeah. stink it uh, virtually? Um, well, it's basically, uh, yeah, we can, uh, the, the, we can hear each other. Um, uh, not really at the same time, but um, but the music is still synced, so it's it's delayed uh, by by with a musical interval basically. So, but the end the end result is is one hundred percent in sync, and it's actually quite easy once you know how to do it. It's it's uh, it's. And a you really have a, you have the audio and a clock as well. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, uh, well, I mean, it, technically, it's not really that interesting, but the feeling to sit in the studio and have somebody somewhere else in the in, in the world uh, jamming with you is it's quite special uh, you know sure. it's okay. um yeah and it's pretty it's pretty cool i mean it it um, i don't know how it felt for you tony but it felt like very natural didn't didn't yeah. feel like a uh like a strange situation at all yeah you know? I, I felt like uh in in quite a short amount of time that the you know the sense of the distance ev really evaporated and it yeah. was really it it was it was as good as it could be of feeling like we were just in the same studio jamming that yeah was, it was really really good yeah exactly so you still yeah you're still you're still basically just uh, responding to the other person yeah uh, even if they're not in the same room you know so it's like uh yeah it's like live with every jam it's like a musical conversation and um it seems that um yeah the the tech the, the physical distance isn't really that much of a hurdle when you do it like this so anyway uh <laughs> we're we're going to we're going to do this on sunday and uh awesome. streaming it on twitch uh so people who want to catch that uh, they should have a look awesome. out for um for that on uh, on twitch and it's going to be some really sick space jazz or yeah what, <laughs> that's what, what that's it? what we uh, yeah that's i mean yeah. we did we didn't have a plan you know we just set a tempo and uh, we didn't have uh, any aesthetics in mind or anything but that's uh that's what happened and i think uh <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen again when we when we uh when we hit start again but it, it'll be fully improvised you know tony is using oh, yeah. a, a as, uh, as it always is yeah but i mean it's it's up. 
yeah but even the, with the shows we've done before as multiples it, there was always some kind of preparation you know like uh, have some things pre-programmed and, and then just improvise with that or whatever but uh, but Mr. this time Booze likes the space jazz uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well we'll see Mr. Booze in, uh, in, in the comments hopefully there but um yeah, it's it is so so. There is really nothing programmed, even you know. It's just uh, things are in step mode, and and you know, punching the notes whenever we feel like uh, we needed, you know, something to change or whatever. And there's lots of effects and weird delays and things going in and out of time and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I'm really you know I'm I'm uh, I'm missing uh, performing and and also improvising with other people i'm just missing mm. that so much and so uh yeah just the test run was just just re really really good so yeah. uh i'm i can't wait for sunday for our yeah, you, space you, odyssey our jazz <laughs> space odyssey <laughs> you said you were you you were afraid you were you since you hadn't done this for for such a while that you were going to be a bit rusty but i nah. didn't notice anything <laughs> yeah no no after like was, one you minute were there like, okay we're we're back in you know yeah exactly it's, yeah. The, it's the it's the riding the bike thing isn't it yeah <laughs> exactly muscle memory muscle yeah. memory yeah. Okay, people, I think unless anybody has a very urgent thing to drop um we should probably end it here on a high note <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, uh, actually, b back to... Uh, oh, yeah, Jensen's plug. Yeah, Rince, it's you. Uh, sorry about that, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I, I actually was like, part of me was like, yes, I'd uh, talk about myself. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, speaking of Rince, uh, Bestie and I will be pl playing back to oh, back. Yeah. You're going to hear the fruits of our of our day today. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's I think it's in two weeks' time or next week or two weeks. I have to check the dates. Nineteenth. Nineteenth. So what what day is it today? Is it? It's fourth. What year is it? Um, oh, uh, what year? <laughs> oh, seventeenth. Seventeenth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, it's seventeenth. It's on the seventeenth. So what's your so, show called? Um, it's just Jensen Interceptor oh. on Rinse FM for two hours, and then I always have a friend, a guest, because um, uh, I mean, there's just so many. There's so many amazing DJs and uh, producers, uh, have people that I want to connect with. Um, so I, I, I always love uh, being able to offer the other hour to someone else. Um, I mean, just uh, last, just a few weeks ago, um, last month, I had uh, Detroit legend DJ Godfather, and that was like so huge for me because I'm like a, such a ghetto tech Miami based head, and. Uh, Hit him up and he was just like, "Oh yeah, for sure, I would love to do it. He's super cool. We've been we've been chatting uh, ever since. He, he's actually going to do a remix for me on, on um, that track I mentioned before, where I couldn't um, remember the name of the track. Actually, it's just called it's called Jive Jive Rhythm Tracks. I think oh, yeah. is the original one. Do you, you know the one, Tony? Uh, uh, yeah, any, I recognize the name. Yeah, yeah, Jive Rhythm Tracks. I think is the, the original track I was talking about that people thought I sampled, but it's actually a very easy." Arpeggio to make with uh, with anyway. I'm getting so I'm getting distracted, but uh, yeah, we're going to be on Ritz uh, on the 17th, and uh, on Monday I just had uh, I just released the, had the latest release uh, on my label by a producer called uh, Lutzi, and it's super dope. Everyone should go super check dope. it. Um, it's uh, very like. Um, new wave electro kind of stuff uh and she's doing really incredible things uh she's from um 
Oh, she's gonna! Oh my God, she's, she's gonna, German, right? Which is yeah, she's German. I know where she's from, and I've just gone blank. Uh, it's Frankfurt or Munich. She's gonna kill me because we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, asshole, you don't know where I'm from. You've played uh, a rival town or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she's just moved here to Berlin, and um, and we're actually yeah working on some stuff together as well. But uh, yeah, her new EP is out this week, and whoever's listening, go get it. Go yeah. cop it. It's super dope. It's good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it from me. Uh, that's all I've really got to report. Uh, no gigs because because um, we're in a pandemic. So <laughs> yeah, just stay home um, and uh, keep writing music and talking with uh, lovely people like yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, coming back to uh, staying at home and uh, writing music. <laughs> Uh, tra- <laughs> uh, I want to do one last plug, and that's our Patreon page because uh, we've uh, we've started a Patreon page if people want to support this thing, and um, we also have tiers where people get some goodies like sound packs, and they can even get into uh, master classes and stuff like that. So if you're interested in learning more about producing and everything, then uh, have a look there. And um, also, we have a Discord server for people who are into producing and want to hang out with other producers. We we do these chats with um, uh, the Nob Twiddlers Hangouts, but we have a Nob Twiddlers Hangout after party every time, uh, basically all of the time, uh, on our Discord server, um, where we have a growing community with people who are just exchanging information, talking about gear, nerdy stuff, producing, exchanging music, posting their streams and stuff like that. It's a really fun place. So. Um, if you want to continue uh, uh, babbling on about this subject, uh, have a look there. There's lots of people uh, there to uh, to chat with you. So that was the last thing I wanted to plug. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's really thank sweet. You so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I I kept you from uh, actually producing music today, but uh, at least you got the recording. <laughs> at least I got yeah, the recording. No, you got the recording good. done. <laughs> Totally. It's all good. It's all good. Thanks for having us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Mikey, Nene, uh, Rachel, Tony, thanks a lot. It's great to Bye. see you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.